Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you will move by your power, that you move by your anointing. Sweet Holy Spirit, come into this place. Oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you would hide me behind the cross, give me access and ability to minister third heaven, that I may rightly divide the word of truth. God, tell the foul hearts and the foul minds of the people, God, they can receive and be receptive to what the word of God is. God, I ask you right now, God, that you would move even the more. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. If I was going to pick a thought today, it would be, let God change your DNA. And, I, and one of the things about it is that I know about people is that they don't want to change, but they want people around them to change. Albert Einstein said, insanity is doing the same thing. over and over again in expecting a different result. One of the things about it is, is that you are living in a life of insanity. You're really not on the Lord's side. You're really not on nobody's side. You come to church and you pretend, but yet you really are not doing what God is saying because why you have been in this thing 20 and 30 years, huh? 15 and 10 years, and you're still walking around huh? in the cycle of sin. Huh? Why are you still coming into a place huh? that God is still telling you the same thing, A, B, and C? Huh? Why are you still on the milk of the word but you have not come that you cannot even take meat but yet you're doing things in the world that is wicked and you think God don't see you but God needs to come and change your DNA One of the things about Deuteronomy 28 chapter, it talks about the confusion of the mind. One of the things that was part of the curses, when you go to Deuteronomy the 28 chapter, you want to know why so many of the saints huh, walking around here schizophrenia, huh, why they crazy, they split minded, huh, why they just doing all kind of crazy stuff, huh, and they so subject, subject to the enemy coming in huh, and using them and taking them down, huh, and then they want to know why these things are happening. Huh. It comes a time huh, that you got to pull yourself aside and let God do what you want on one. You need to let God come in and change your DNA. You need to come in and let God really do an overhaul in you. I looked up the word change. It says make someone or something different. Alter or modify. Replace something with something else. It says especially of something of the same kind that is newer or better. Substitute one thing for another. I don't want God to alter or modify anything. I need him to change me. And one of the things I notice about DNA, and I thought this was very interesting, and God, when God made the mind and the body, he made it, it is so precise. It is so in-depth, so magnificent and wonderfully made. I understand when he created Adam and Eve in the book of Genesis, I understand that he did not leave her nothing untouched. He thought about it way before man could even comprehend it. And even in surgery, they still can't fix it right. I don't care what nobody say. Can't nobody do you like Jesus. Can't nobody heal you. Can't nobody set you free. Can't nobody come in and change your soul, change your, um, your uh, genealogy or change your um, 
your molecules and your cells of your body, but Jesus Christ. DNA. Chain that coils around each other to form a double hitchlax. Carry genetic instructions for the development, functioning, growth, and reproduction of all known organisms and many viruses. Hitchlax is a shape like a corkscrew, corkscrew, a spiral staircase. Yeah, I studied this morning, Tasha. So that thing's supposed to crawl around you. Go down into your DNA and where that deadly virus is. Because all virus is not bad. The Holy Ghost should be able to radicure that incorrect virus that's going astray in your mind and your body. If it doesn't correct it, God will let it eject. It will leave your body some kind of way. Because he knows that that one little leaven can destroy everything. So we allow life and things around us. Huh? That's why it's that, that Leviathan spirit, it crawls around your spine. And it's on the inside. And that's why when people are going through a terrible time, they just turn it around. Huh? Everything is like they wrestling with something because it's them called around your DNA. It's them called around your neck and your spine. And it's got you bound. It's very interesting that demons, even though you can't see them, but it always possesses the body. And it uses the body to carry out what it needs to do. But our angel don't possess anything. So if that DNA has been altered by whatever is happening in your life, so then that's why you allow the works of the flesh to come in. Go with me to Ephesians. And I love the way Paul talks about it. Put off the old man. Ephesians 4 and 17. This I say therefore and testify in the Lord that you shall no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles Walk. Why are you walking like your brother that's still in sin? Why are you acting like him? Why are you functioning? You got to understand, sir, that snake is in you because we were born in sin and shaped in iniquity. And the only way you can get set free, the only way that you can allow God to come in is that, first of all, you got to really accept him as your Lord and say, you got to be born again. But some of you are just like Nicodemus still in the nighttime trying to question God and trying to do all of this. But yet you go back to the same lifestyle that you had and you walk in darkness. You got to understand something. The darkness could not comprehend the light. So a lot of times we're trying to come in and be about God's business and do these things in God. But yet you're not comprehending. That's why there's a lack of understanding and a revelation in the people to. Day. 
and that's why the people are weak because that snake, that Leviathan, that thing that's in the ocean, huh, that you, that mermaid spirit, huh, and all of those things that's come in and possessed you by the nighttime. A lot of times you don't understand when you let one demon in, huh, it opens the door because you're weak, huh, because you're not being rooted and grounded in the things of God, and then that serpent spirit comes in, huh, just like it called around Eve, huh, it's calling around the men and women of the day. Huh, you need to understand something, and it changed her DNA, huh, and you need to understand something. Huh, you're fighting and wrestling huh, with God. Huh, you're fighting and wrestling like Jacob. Huh, all the tricks and lies that he done, huh, he had to go through a whole lot to be converted. So why? Are you walking like the Gentiles? And look at this. It says, in the fertility of your mind. All it takes is Satan to plant a thought in your mind. And if it's not governed by the things of God, you're going to succumb to your thoughts. He talked to Eve in the garden and got a hold of her subconsciousness. And then when she talked, that's when everything, she bit of it. But it was already in there because Satan always puts something in your life or in your situation that makes you want to grab a hold or gravitate to that thing. And then when you take it or introduce it into your life, you got to understand something. It'll come in and call around you. And then all of a sudden, you start altering who you really are. And then you shining and running and doing all of this thing. That's why people, when the serpent comes in or that witchcraft spirit, when those black magic and white magic coming in, you need to understand something. It's altering your DNA and it's taking the Holy Ghost power and then you're working in the spirit of darkness and all of a sudden you will start manipulating and orchestrating things around not only yourself but people around your life and then the enemy gets a stronghold on you and you don't understand something. One thing about the enemy when he finishes with you, he kicks you out and he leaves you just like the prodigal son laying in the mud. Huh? You ain't got no anointing. You ain't got no faith. Huh? And it takes a good father like Jesus Christ to wipe your sins away. Fertility. Pointless. Useless. Vanity. Excessive pride. Or in admiration of one's own appearance or achievement. Promotion does not come from the east or west, nor from the south, but it comes from God. Nobody in this life achieves anything unless God allow it. And God would allow Satan to bless you just to test you. Because one of the things about it is he tested the children of Israel. Why would you think that he'd not test you? 
God a blessing opening the door and give you a little bit and then he see that you change and then he guess what huh then he takes his hands off you but because you have a God to turn around and turn that thing on you and let God be coming in the place in your life and then God will come in and allow Satan just to come in and teach you a lesson but sometimes you don't understand why would God allow this sometimes God allows these things to show you where you really are that you can hearken to the voice of God because God does not leave you God continues to deal with you but God sometimes allow you to fall and, and be like the prodigal son and do all of these things in your life. But then God will show you I was there. I was trying to give you the warning signs because that snake has coiled around that hexaglass and then in your life and it just spirals in. It's done cold. It's done got a hold in you and you don't understand what is going on. And all of a sudden the blessing, it becomes like nothing. That's why so many people that's rich and famous, they want to kill themselves and they got the world. You need to understand something. What is it to change the whole world and then lose your soul for God. You can achieve all kind of stuff. You can walk around in pride and self-vanity and doing all of these things in the fertility of your whole soul. And you're going to understand something is useless. It doesn't mean anything. If your mind and your soul is not right and if you're not doing what God has told you to do, all the things that you achieved in this life, it would not matter because you're not fulfilling your God-given purpose. And a lot of times the God-given purpose, the Bible says don't despise the days of small beginnings huh? because what God has for seem like it's small huh? but sometimes it grows up to something big and better huh? if you continue to hold fast in God. Huh? God does not just give you all of these things. Huh? Even the greatest people in the world started off small huh? but we don't want to start off small. Huh? Why would God have you to be on the mountaintop? What is there? What is the struggle? What is the lesson of life? But all the time we always just want to be on the mountaintop but we never want to have no valley experience. It's the valley experience to keep you stable, to keep you humble before the mighty hand of God. Why would Moses toil and crawl to God if there wasn't no struggle? But each thing that God brought them through in the wilderness, they overtook it. They overtook it. No guts, no glory. He had to teach the children a Israel war because that generation died out. God is trying to teach you how to fight. But you don't want to learn how to fight, so you allow the serpent to come in and say there's a better way. But there's no better way. That's only God's way. Don't despise the days of small beginning. Nobody comes into the mountaintop. There's always a struggle. There's always something there that God wants you to learn. Because when you get there, you will learn how to stay there. Ephesians 4 and 18. Having their understanding darkened. Being alienated, isolated. And I looked up the word alienated. To cause to become unfriendly, a hostile. Being alienated from the life of God. You become hostility with God and the things of God. I want you to hear this. Because of the hardening of their heart, when things get in that heart, the Bible says out of the heart flows the issues of life. 
And you're walking around sad and you've alienated everything's in your life. Because your heart has become dull. That's why it's important that you stay connected to the things of God. You need to always run to the altar and let God heal you, purge you, and deliver you from all of these things. You need to understand something. You need to see that when Adam and Eve was kicked out of the garden because God had to do the first shedding the blood for your sins. But we don't have no consciousness or understanding of the blood and what it really does. The blood is there to cover your sins so you can come back and be washed but not go back and do the same thing over and over again. One of the things about it, their heart became hard like calluses because they kept going back and forth. You ever notice people that go back and forth from God, their heart become hard and it's hardened, deliverance becomes greater and greater and harder to struggle because we take the things of God lightly. The Bible says deliverance is child's bread but when you continue to understand that the person that's feeding you the daily bread like he did the children out there in the wilderness every day that they had fresh bread from mama, they had to reverence that and because we don't reverence the things of God, God allows things in our life to become hardened. God allows our heart sometimes to become hard because we're operating that spirit like Pharaoh. You got to understand something. When you get into a place that you're disobedient, God will come in and allow these things to happen into you in your life and you'll go down to the bottom and it's only going to take God and the prayers of the saints to bring you back up because we allowed this thing to coil around us. We allowed other things in our life to come in and shatter us and you got to understand something. There's nothing in God that God cannot heal and fix. You need to understand something. God is able to do exceedingly above according to all that we can ask to think according to our faith. You need to sit around people that's got the fire and the power of the Holy Ghost that they can see the enemy coming from afar off. But the thing about that is you got to understand and believe what they say. One of the things about it is when people get that double-minded and split-minded, they can understand the people that got the wisdom and the power of God to keep the enemy at bay from you. You need to understand something. Moses is the one that had God's ear not the people because God knew what was in the people Ephesians nineteen who being past it says feelings have given themselves over to licentiousness to walk says to work all uncleanness and God, and says greediness. And I looked up greediness and it says Bible definition, it says selfish motives of a person. Huh? You got to understand something. Huh? You need to let God come in and change your DNA. So all of these things huh, that you walk in into licentiousness, huh? greediness, hard-heartedness, huh? and all of these things, huh? the uncleansiness thing, huh? you need to understand something. Huh? You will not be able to stand in the presence of God huh? if it wasn't for Christ Jesus. Huh? Because you got to understand something. What can wash my sins away? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. If it wasn't for Jesus, you would not have a way and access to, Je to God himself because of the sin and uncleanliness. Can nothing unholy come before a purified God? But we take Jesus lightly. We don't understand the price that he paid and what he's truly done for our sins. And that's why we continue to keep crucifying him over and over again. I want you to go to 1 Thessalonians with me.
1 Thessalonians 5. And I'm going to read you some of this. Instructions for holy living. And we urge you, brethren, to receive those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord. Admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. Be at peace among yourself. Now we exalt you, brethren, warn those who are unruly. It says, confront the faint-hearted. Uphold the wicked, the weak. Be patient with all. Verse 15. See that now no one renders evil for evil to anyone, but allow, but always pursue what is good, both for yourselves and for all. I want to go to verse 23. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole heart, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of the Lord. I want to talk to you about understanding the spirit, soul, and body. Because we're still walking in the flesh. And we're living in an hour that people are going to fulfill every desire that is in man's heart. And Ephesians tells you that you have alienated God. And you become hostile with him. And when you are hostile with God, you are hostile with his people. Because spirits deserve of the spirits. We do not war against the flesh. Because our weapons are not carnal, but they're mighty in God through pulling down the strongholds. But when you carnal mind it, you're going to always deal with the flesh according to this flesh. You're not going to deal with the spiritual things of God. So a lot of times the saints go into battle and they have already armed themselves thinking they're going to fight a person or a thing. But you're fighting a spirit. You fight spiritual things with spiritual things. Let's deal with the body. What is the body? It's what we see, hear, touch, smell. Those are the things that when that spirit comes in and calls around us, that's how he operates. He enters through the five gates. So a lot of times we're staying in the body, but yet we're in church jumping and shouting. But the Holy Ghost, when it comes in, it steps in. And that's when the separation comes from the weak to the strong. Because the Bible says the, the strong and bear deformities of the weak. Because we know how to pray. But half the church as a whole, all of the world, stay into the body state. Because they have not come into the state, 
and, and to the understanding that we are three-part being. And then when you break free from the body, there's another stage that you go to. And that's the soul, where the mind, the thoughts, the feelings, the emotions, and the will is. So they're saying that half the church that breaks free from that, then half of them stay into the soulish part of man. So they are still a place of not really coming up into the truth and knowledge, but yet they're still not babes. But then there's a third stage which you should be seeking after. That's the Holy Spirit that you're operating in the spiritual things of God. You're not moving in your soul. You're not moving in your body. You're moving into a spiritual state that the Holy Ghost will operate with you one-on-one-on-one. On one on one, and then he will teach you and guide you. That's why the Holy Spirit is living inside of you. Not for you to speak in tongues, but to operate in wisdom. And knowledge and understanding. That's when the, the real gifts come. That's when he's like what he was with Moses, one-on-one. You can read the word, but yet if the Holy Ghost doesn't come in and bring forth revelation so you can um, put it in a way that he, that the Holy Ghost will put it in a way that you understand what is happening, how it's pertaining to you. One of the things about it is how can I prophesy the prophet is lame and I can't see myself? God will let you prophesy in a soulish state. The thing about it is, you will always be torn between if it's you and God. Because you're in a state of you're still double-minded. You're not as double-minded as you were in the body state. That's why in the last days, the people that's going to operate with the spirit of Christ, that's going to be breaking free from the body, the soul, and they're totally in the spiritual realm, they're going to be able to do what God is saying and doing. Because when you're looking at the fall of man now, you've got to understand something. We went in a state that everybody wanted to be an apostle. Then now everybody wanted to be a prophet. And now guess what? There's going to be few of those in the land because God is not going to be able to use everybody the way he is because he sees the state of man and people have not prepared themselves for the second coming of Jesus Christ but yet they're in church but yet they're coming into church with the same thing over and over again that's why there's no change that's why there's no power that's why COVID had to come in because COVID did what God wanted to do in the house of God and all over the world because he saw he looked out and he could not find no one among them to stand up with the cross stand up the bristles and the oracles of God so God is allowing these things to happen in the land that the people can come back to him before the doors close and that you miss Jesus Christ totally. You need to understand something. I'm not worried about COVID. I'm not worried about how far the gas prices go. I'm not worried about who's in office. I'm worried about can I stay safe and focus in Jesus Christ and don't entangle or call myself with people that's in the world and in the flesh. The Bible says if I don't shorten the days, even the very elect is going to be saved. That's why the pastors are not going to be dealing with a bunch of foolishness anymore. A bunch of things that people are going through over and over again. Because there's people in the earth that really needs to hear the voice of God. You need to understand something. You're turning your nose up these drug addicts, these prostitutes, people laying up here in the jails down the street. But God is going to raise up an army that's going to obey and they're going to be fearless. Because the church in this hour is weak. They don't want to be have no confrontations. The kingdom of God suffering violent and the violent taken back by 
by force. Huh? But you sit here and you're scared. You don't want to do what God is calling you to do. Huh? You come in and let the enemy just do anything it won't. Huh? But yet God is raising up an army huh, that shall obey. Huh? You need to understand something. Those people were judges. Huh? Those came up there and Elijah and the rest of the prophets, they killed people because they came up against the will of God and the plan of God. Huh? God is looking for soldiers. Huh? God is not looking for weak back jelly back people. Huh? You need to understand what is happening in this hour. There's a shifting in the gods huh? and God is changing and giving their keys to the people out there in the world huh? and they're going to come in and do what God say do because he looked in the house he could not find any and he went out there to the Jordan huh? and he's going to dip them in that dirty water huh? and he's going to sanctify them and they're going to judge you in this last hour. Let God change your DNA. Nobody has the dibs on God. And pride comes before fall. In this hour, the Bible tells you the lamb and the lion are going to lay down together. Let me give you a revelation of that. The Jews, the Christians, The gangbangers, the cribs, the Chinese, the Japanese, the Africans, the Australians, the Germans are all going to come together in this last day army. People you thought would never come together in unity are gonna come together in unity for one goal, one purpose, and that's to take back the kingdom of God. God is finna use mighty people of God that you and I have never heard of. But I tell every person here today that's born again that you better come from out of the fleshly state. You better come from out of your thoughts and your mind. You better come into the Lord's side, into the spiritual realm that God can show you because God wants to use you. God wants to do something greater in all of our lives. But you got to hearken into the voice of God. You need to be able to understand that you have to listen to somebody. I had to listen to somebody. Moses had to listen to somebody. But one of the things about it is the people in this hour they don't want you to tell them nothing. They don't want you to just digest on anything else. They don't want you to tell them about their life. They just want to do what they want to do. And you're going to find out where you're going to end. You better listen to somebody that's got the voice and the, and the ears of God. You better learn now and hold up. And before you even do anything you better check yourself in the Lord. You better understand what God is saying because God is putting wisdom. You don't understand because you don't have the wisdom. But God will put somebody there. He put them there for me over and over again, mother. But I thank God that I'm able to listen to sound doctrine because I got sound doctrine in me. If I was weak, I'd listen to weak doctrine. If I was immature and lukewarm, that's the kind of doctrine I'm going to listen to. I pray that you get your arms and your arms lowered up with the preparation of gospel Jesus. I pray that you strengthen your arms and that you lean on the right hand of Jesus Christ, the arm of faith. I pray that your arms will be sharpened and strengthened that you can hear what God is saying and that you let God change your DNA, that you let go of all the works of the flesh, that you really come into the house of God and let God change you. Let God go in there and get there and call around you and uncall that snake that's sitting up in you. 
Uh, you need to understand something. When you sleep with somebody, they got a demon spirit. It's going to operate in you. Uh, you don't have no faith and you ain't got no shame. You need to understand what God is saying. Uh, you better let go of all of these worldly things. Uh, if I sit there and eat with somebody that's a snake, if I sit there and intermean with them all the time, I pick up their spirit. Uh, you need to understand about what I mean by sleeping with somebody. You stalk them long enough, they will slip and do everything they can and you'll operate on their side. Uh, and you want to know why God ain't moving in your life. Why you destitute and why you crazy? Why you broke? Why you struggling? And everybody else you want to tear down. You operating like your father, the devil. He said it. I don't hang around nobody gay. I don't hang around nobody lesbian. I'm a female. Why would I do that? That snake will slip something in on me, Prophet Lane. And I'll be coming up here wiggling and wobbling. Let God change your DNA. Ephesians. Four. Let's go to verse 20. But you have not so learned Christ. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus that you put off concerning your former conduct. The old man which grows corrupt according to the, it says what? Deceitful lust. I want you to come with me. I have to go to Galatians. And I want you to understand that the body and the soul is going to lust after the spirit. There's always going to be a war because you're in this fallen world. But if you're truly in God, the spirit is going to let you know that it's not right. But because you walk in what you see and hear and what they're telling you, and then getting your thoughts and your mind and your emotions and your willing, you override the spirit. And you will sit there asking yourself, how did I get here? And the Bible makes it plain and clear. For the flesh lusts against the spirit. There's always going to be a fight and a warring. That's part of why God left you a part of himself, which is the Holy Spirit. Because he knew that was going to be a struggle. That's why he told them that they don't have to fast because the bridegroom is there. But after the bridegroom left, then we have to fast and pray. And the spirit again 
against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another. There's always going to be a, a war going on. But if you stay in God, fast, pray, read your word, the fight will not overtake you. Because God done changed your DNA. But even in changing your DNA, when you see the virus, then you let God eradicate it. The problem is you think that you're stronger than your adversary. Because that's what he done told you. Because when the devil steps in, it makes you very strong. You're operating in another character. But the Holy Spirit only, it, it's there, but it'll come more powerful when it's at need. Because can't nobody take the spirit all the time. The body could not take it. And we don't understand that. Because we're constantly trying to do it ourselves. And that's when you get in trouble, when you lean into your own understanding and your own strength. And that's why the enemy comes in and takes you down at will because he continues to tell you that something is wrong with everybody else but me. Because he's not going to want to be found in your body. So that's why he's going to pin everybody else but not you. But yet you're the one that's being used by the enemy. You need to understand his devices and his tricks and how he does us. That's why a lot of times when people come out in the world and they go back and stuff like that, they, it's hard for them to get back because they don't want to understand what is really going on. And God will always send somebody to tell you the truth. But yet the thing about it is you don't want to understand or know the truth and you act like you don't understand all of these things. But because God lets you know. God will prepare you for whoever's going to come out in the world. God will still deal with you. You need to listen understand that God always going to come back after his sheep. He said, come back you backslider. I'm married to you. We don't know the promises of God. Even though he'll let your backsliding ways correct you, but he'll still be calling you. But there's always going to be that fight. There's always going to be that thing that's working. Ephesians 4. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man, which was created according to God, in righteousness and true holiness. Everything else. Is a lie. The Bible says, let every man be a liar, but yet God be true. And you need to understand this and allow God to come in. But we don't want that. You're going to have to learn. And the only way you're going to have to learn is that sometime God will let you, the enemy, get a hold of you so you can learn the lesson. Because everything that's spoken in your mind, everything that's in your flesh, you should not play out. Because it's not good for you. It's not good for me. Everybody's going to face a level of temptation. But the Bible says he will provide a way for your escape. You just need to know when the door is open and run. And I'm going to tell you something about when the enemy gets a stronghold. You could do something, and God will let you get out of it. 
You could do something again. God will let you get out of it, but it's a little bit harder the second time. And then so forth and so forth. And then when the enemy gets a stronghold, it's hard for you to pull yourself up. It's hard. Seem like God is not there. God don't hear you. You're struggling because you got a stronghold, but God warned you 25 times before that. And then you want to know why you're facing the judgment. We don't like to face the judgment and the chastisement of God. But it's needed that God can teach you a lesson. But God is going to provide a way for your escape. But I pray that you take the escape and that you close your eyes and your ears to what you desire or what the serpent is telling you. Because now God's saying, I'm going to pull the covers off the serpent so you can see who's beguiling you and that you can run for your life. Do not think that you need somebody to do this and this and that. God away, make a way for you because anything that man gives you, there's always a price or there's always something that's coming behind it. But when God gives you something, he gives it to you in a way that you are not bound for anybody else. And the person that God will use you to do it, they would not be expecting anything because they know that God is doing it in your life. And a lot of times the enemy tricks us because that person that we think is blessing us, they're not giving you. The devil's not going to give you more than what he's taking. But you don't understand that. And he still kill and destroy you. Your body, your mind, your beauty, everything. But you had hostility with God. Licentiousness. He's gotten in your heart. Then jealousy comes. Hatred comes. Bitterness comes. Because that's what he's going to tell you. One thing about the enemy, he's never going to tell you that person had to struggle and go through the same things you had to go through. They just maybe came out a little bit faster than you. But we control God's blessing. We control God's victory in our lives, not man. It's how you respond dictates your blessing. I can cuss prophet is laying out. It's hurting me. But it's how prophet is laying responds to me. She can walk away with that and more. It's our response to things. Therefore, put, putting away lying, each one speak truth with his neighbor, for we are what? Members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give, it says, place to the devil. Let him who, it says, stole, steals no longer, but let, but rather let him labor, working with his hands. What is good that he may have something to give him who has need. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but let what is good for necessity edify that it may, it says, impart grace to the hearers. And I'm going to leave you with this. 1 Corinthians 15 and 28. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, immovable, always abiding in the works of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. I pray that something's been said and done. In Jesus' name, amen.